0: So I am going backpacking in the morning, and I am taking CS Instant Coffee with me uh, for the trip because I don't want to carry a French press and or a coffee maker, and it comes in compostable packaging. If you'd like a discount on some CS Instant Coffee yourself, check out the show notes. And when I get home, I will be having an athletic brewing craft beer. They're non-alcoholic, and I, I'm going to be watching my little one, and I don't want to get intoxicated while the wife's away, so I'm going to have a non-alcoholic beer. You never know. And I also can rest assured knowing that they're only 50 calories and taste great. Discount for them as well in the show
1: notes. It was on the other side of this bridge, the snow road. It was on an abandoned trail up to a mine that we wanted to check out. <laughs> Where's, what is this? Why is this here? There's got to be some amazing story about how this thing ended up in a place that it should not be.
0: This is the Adventure Sports Podcast, where we talk to athletes, adventurers, and business owners from around the world of adventure sports. Whether you're climbing Mount Everest, starting a bike shop, or getting up off your couch to take your kids hiking for the first time, we want you to have the motivation and inspiration you need to chase that next adventure. The Adventure Sports Podcast is brought to you by Camp Crate, the leaders in fully planned self-guided backpacking adventures, as well as backpacking gear rental. You can check them out at campcrate.net. I use guidebooks when I plan my trips you know, whether it's road trips or hiking trips, backpacking stuff. I had no idea what actually goes into one of those books, but today we get to talk to an author of a brand new guidebook for Alpine Lakes Wilderness, Uh, Nathan Barnes and his brother Jeremy spent a crazy amount of time learning everything they needed to to know to tell other people about this area called Alpine Lakes Wilderness. Um, The book has over 100 hikes, it's it's day hikes and classic like backpacking routes. Check it out. There's a link in the show notes where you can find it and you can search it on Amazon. We're gonna hear about what it takes to be someone that writes one of those guidebooks. And maybe, you know, maybe you listen to the show and say, you know, I've I've done a lot in this area and I've never seen a guidebook for it. Maybe it's something you want to tackle yourself. Um, I'm sure Nathan or Jeremy wouldn't mind reaching out to them at all. Uh, but it takes it took way more dedication than I thought it kudos to them for doing it. If, if that's what it takes for every book that's out there, man, I'm, I'm glad people are out there that are willing to do that because I don't think I'm I don't think I'm capable. <laughs> but but anyway, I uh, hope you had a great weekend. This is a great episode. Nathan was fantastic. Let's get into it. You know, usually we have someone doing a feat on the show. Maybe they're, you know, doing some crazy adventure, but this is an adventure in itself because it's kind of a combination of different kinds of uh, journeys. One in gaining the experience of knowing an area so well that you can write a book about it. And uh, with us today is Nathan Barnes. He and his brother wrote Alpine Lakes Wilderness, a hiking guide to that. Nathan, welcome to the show, man.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah. it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think the technical name of the book is Alpine Lakes Wilderness, the complete hiking guide, correct? Yeah, you
1: want you wanna get that second title in there. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's right. That's right. That's semicolon, man. It's it's or then uh, actually it's a colon official. Now this is cool, man. So so where exactly is the Alpine Lakes Wilderness and uh how did you get into going out there and gaining all this knowledge? That's a that's a big question. <laughs> I'll start with the easy way.
1: I'll start with the easy one, which is where it's located. Uh, The Alpine Lakes Wilderness is located east of Seattle uh, and it spans uh, many hundreds of thousands of of square miles and between Highway 2 and I 90, uh, making it really, really accessible to people that live in uh, the major metropolitan areas of the Puget Sound region. So uh, parts of it get a lot of, especially the stuff on I 90, they get a lot of visits and uh, so it's kind of nice and approach that said that's that's the easy part like locating it is easy uh how I got into it was back in 2008 my brother and I decided well that's probably 2007 we decided that we we're gonna climb Mount Rainier you know we get into an age route out of college we're like okay well what's the next challenge and so we decided that to, to, we're gonna summit Rainier it's on the Seattle skyline you see it every day and she's like I'm gonna go to the top of that and so yeah there's a lot of training that went involved that got involved in that. Even though we were doing a guided descent, we we wanted to make sure we were up for it. We didn't want to we didn't want to not make it. So we spent a lot of time hiking, and we discovered we really enjoyed doing it. After you know, we'd always hiked, but uh, it was something that once twice a week we were doing. And after we after we got up there in uh, September October 2008, somewhere in there, uh, we decided well let's keep doing this. And like I said, the most one of the easiest and most accessible wilderness areas around Seattle at the Alpine Lakes Wilderness, we picked up, uh, or we already had a hiking guide called uh, From the Mountaineers, which is the publisher of this book, uh, called 55 Hikes uh, Around Snoqualmie Pass, which runs right uh, along the southern edge of of the Alpine Lakes Wilderness. So we decided, okay, well, we need a goal. Uh, Let's go through this book. And we did, we systematically went through every single hike in that book. And along the way, we started journaling what we were doing. That started with a blog and that eventually evolved into a a full-scale website, hikingwithmybrother.com. And out of that, we started publishing books. And uh, we've been doing that since that time. And the Mountaineers approached us a few years ago and said, hey, you know, a lot of your core stuff is Alpine Lakes Wilderness. Uh, We really like what you're doing. Uh, What do you, pitch us some ideas. One of the ideas we pitched was this book, and they picked it up, and here we are.
0: Very cool. Sound? Did you guys? I don't know if you said. Did you guys get to see uh, or to get to climb Rainier together? Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, we absolutely yeah. Okay. We climbed it. <laughs> we did
1: it. We got to the top. We had a you know a harrowing experience at the top. We were uh, just a quick aside. As we, were, we got up there, it was gorgeous, beautiful, tough, tough climb. Took two days. We're coming down, and we're roped into a guide. It's just my brother and I and, and a guide, and we're roped in as we're going down. Uh, we passed this group of, of folks who are kind of kicking around, taking a break, and they accidentally dislodged this huge boulder. Uh, it was probably, you know, three or four feet uh, across. And it's, you know, we're in a gully and it's coming down at us. And the guide says, you know, the says left. And so the guide and I jump left. My brother jumps right. And well, we see this boulder coming down. And we, like, I had to end up pulling the rope. As he jumped, as he literally jumped and almost skipped off the rock as it was coming down. So after an experience like that, we're like, oh, how, let's keep hiking. Let's keep doing this.
0: Right. Golly, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, it was pretty, it was, <laughs> we'd already had a, a little bit of an adrenaline rush to get to the top that, that morning. But uh, that really filled out the adrenaline for the day.
0: Interesting. So so I guess summiting those, you know, mountaineering isn't essentially, uh, I don't know, you weren't as, a, I don't know, interested in doing more of that then? Sorry, I have no idea why that was so hard for me to get out. <laughs> <laughs> you're, trying,
1: you're trying to put a delegate. Well, yeah, i trying watched, to say, hey, I noticed Apparently, I noticed after, <laughs> after you had this experience, you stopped mountaineering. What's, what's the deal with that? No, um, we, we still do a, the occasional mountaineering. Um, uh, you know, we've summited um, St. Helens, and uh, still on our list for years is, is Adams. But we decided uh, we wanted to do something that we could do every day. Uh, initially, this was something we were doing every single weekend, if not more, and we wanted that consistency because that's how we were training the mountain when we did it. And we just kind of wanted to keep that going. It's, just like, it's also a time you get to catch up with family, right? You know, my brother and I, we, we led and continue to leave busy lives. And so it's a chance for us to get together. So that, the, the hiking really was a much more approachable way of doing it. And then, you know... <laughs> Like any project, it starts, you know, it starts growing into a life of its own. And then you're just trying to do, <laughs> and then you're just like, oh, we just got to keep putting out more hikes because people want it. And and we're having a good time with it. And um, it's sort of taking on a life of its own. So that's the mountaineering stuff sort of slid by the wayside.
0: I, I guess being here in, in Colorado, I don't know if you feel the same way. There is this pressure to like summit mountains. And I don't necessarily enjoy that as much as just hiking. Um, And seeing it all from like the Alpine area, I really love the Alpine, you know, kind of range. And so I'm like, I don't feel the need to get on top of that. But then there is this pressure. So I'm glad, you know, you didn't feel like you had to keep doing that. And you wrote this guide to help people get out there because that area, I have a little experience with it, but just the Pacific Northwest in general, those mountains, man might make some people mad saying this, but I I think they're (laughs) way more pretty than the mountains we have here in Colorado. Uh,
1: Well, uh, I've experienced both. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think they're, I I wouldn't say one is necessarily I think they're, they're very different in a different way. And you're also, you're probably feeling that pressure. I would guess because there's just a lot more summits that are accessible that are, that feel like true summits, you know, I've, I've, we have climbed to the top of many a small, you know, hill and, and mountain uh, that you could say is a summit, but it's nothing compared to you know, the access that you have to some of these really tall, uh, tall peaks there in, in the Denver area. So slightly different. There's, a, there's equal pressure to, uh, to, to get out there. There's just so much to see, as you said, and some of it is really stunning, really, really gorgeous, uh, especially some of these alpine, alpine areas that look like, you know, you're, you're on on the edge of the moon. Where there's almost you, you just crest over that vegetation line and and things things look almost like an alien landscape and it, it's it can be that that starkness can be uh, really not only not only stunning but really moving. So you know we we have a lot of that uh, and I think that's a little rarer than um, Colorado just because of all the glaciation that we had here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It definitely makes some some very extreme. Terrain that's uh, but I love that. I love those jagged, that jagged silhouette yes. of the mountains that you guys have. It's just, uh, it's, it's gorgeous. Everywhere you turn is this beauty that's unbelievable. And then the ocean's down at the bottom, which is awesome. Down <laughs> at the bottom of our mountains is Kansas, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, almost, it's almost unfair. I'll say that. You yeah, know, very
0: privileged. Yeah. And now I'm on your website, hikingwithmybrother.com, um, and I'm looking at this map. This map pops up with all these dots on it. What are the, yeah. Are those all hikes? Yeah. those Holy are all the, every cow! Yeah, it's a yeah. mass. We used
1: to have a <laughs> we used to have a running total at the top of how many hikes we had done, and it kind of got silly at a certain point. It's like, okay, well, there's 300 hikes on here. What does that mean? Right. Um, so yeah, that's there's a lot. And that's not all. And we're a little behind on publishing things, so it's not all of them either. we uh, we we got wrapped up in finishing this book and working on another one.
0: Wow. Yeah, it's a lot. And so you said you both lead uh, you know professional busy lives. Uh, what do you guys oh, yeah. do?
1: Oh, uh, my brother's uh, he's an engineer. Um, more of a he's a process engineer, uh, all that sort of stuff, helping out uh, children's hospital, making sure their processes work, and helping them develop um, the, the tools that they need to do a better job. So, you know, you know, working in medicine, highly technical stuff. Uh, I'm an attorney by trade and I work in the commercial real estate field. So, um, uh, suitably dry and boring. A lot of, a lot of white, a lot of numbers, a lot of, a lot of, a little bit of sales, uh, a lot of legal, not that exciting.
0: So like that. It, it, clear to say that this isn't your full-time gig which uh, <laughs> no no which is cool because you you're you're creating this you, I mean look, you look at that map and that it looks like that looks like enough hiking for a lifetime and there's still tons of areas you've never like that that aren't on that oh, yeah. list you know what I'm saying oh, and yeah. probably places you haven't even been within just a few hours drive of where you live and all that to say is like you know you you have this professional side but you also have the ability to have a lot of adventure
1: oh yeah and, you know, getting out there and, and, and taking and really disconnecting from, you know, being busy, getting, a, you know, taking your your daily grind. And that's why, as I was saying earlier, it's really, it's really a privilege living in a, in a place like uh, the Puget Sound area where there's just so much, literally so much to do. It's impossible. That's, you're looking at 10 years of intense, fairly intensive hiking when you open that up and, you know. It easily could be a lifetime for someone who's for for most people who maybe don't spend year after year hiking every single weekend and or, or doing weekends in which you're doing five or six hikes. there's just so much to see and, and so much to do and so many trails out there that you know we could do that for another 10 years and still still have a lifetime left. That's why it's great to focus on a place like Alpine Lakes wilderness. We're very um, project oriented. my brother and I we like to do something, go deep on it, um and have like a list of stuff okay well what will it take to complete this was that initial book that we started with the alpine lakes is a similar uh similar way there's a few stretches of trail that we didn't get to but it's just because they were so deep in the interior it took two days to to hike to it but 95 percent of the trails and things that you can see in alpine lake wilderness alpine lakes wilderness is in this book and you know That's just kind of the completionist that that we are. And one of the reasons, like when you look in that map, it's like, hey, I noticed that the North Cascades National Park, you have almost nothing up there. It's like, yeah, we haven't gotten to that one yet. (laughs) I'll have to take that one down next.
0: Did it ever just get old at some point saying like, gosh, we're going, you know, back a few miles from where we were a couple months ago or a couple weekends ago to do this other loop that's, you know, just in another drainage or another valley over or something? Did that get overwhelming?
1: it's it, it didn't get overwhelming but there's certainly some fatigue involved when mm-hmm. you're going back to this you know there's there's limited access
0: exactly i'm sure you parked at the same trailhead like 15 times
1: <laughs> exactly and you just sort of like there's a certain point where you're like i shouldn't be you know i shouldn't be so experienced in this trailhead that you know when i when i'm approaching it and going I, oh man i hope hope the cars are not parked in a certain way that they always park. That's really aggravating. It's yeah. <laughs> crazy that, you know, a place that yeah. well, that is yeah. nuts. Uh,
0: um, was it, was there a guide like this for that wilderness area before, um, that you're aware of? Um,
1: yeah. I mean, back many years ago, uh, back in the early nineties, there was a guide similar to this that, uh, you know, I haven't compared it line for line, but it was published by the Mountaineers. It's a great guide by, um, uh, Harvey Manning and Ira Spring who are sort of um, some of the most prodigious uh, guidebook authors of the last, uh, last generation. And our model is actually kind of similar to theirs. Like Harvey did the writing and Ira did the photography. I do the writing and my brother does the photography and he does maps and stuff as well. Um, So it's a similar model. And I I suddenly just lost my train of thought about what I was talking about. Um, (laughs) What, What was your question again? I'm sorry.
0: It was oh, guidebook. Was there a guidebook about this area before? Oh, you? yes.
1: Sorry. I was, I was, just, I was, I was, oh, no worries, man. About, well, about when when you talk, things. I
0: just look all this stuff up and then I kind of forget where I am because it's like, oh, I got to <laughs> make sure I, I mark that down
1: or bookmark that because that's yeah, awesome. <laughs> uh, sorry. Yeah. So there, w- there was a guide that, uh, that, that was similar to this. Uh, it might not have been quite as comprehensive, but it was made in the, it was made in the, the 90s and, uh, and late 80s. So it doesn't, it doesn't have the the visuals that this that this one does. Uh, they released a couple of additions, and then subsequently they sort of uh, the Mountaineers decided to split it off to make it a little bit more digestible because it's such a vast area. Uh, it's hard to find um, to get something that was even close to being complete. And then uh, a couple of years ago, one of the things that we pitched to them, as I said earlier, uh, was why not why not go back to a complete guide? Because we'll take that on. We'll we'll do that. And they're like, and, and finding people that are willing to do going to that trailhead 15 times to, to get, to do the work that needs to be done to make a guide like this is a little hard to find. So did you they, have
0: competition? Uh, Pick this
1: up. Uh, not as far, I mean, I, I, not as far as I know. Uh, but it could have, uh, I'm not that familiar with, with the, their process as to how they, um, how they wanted this i mean yeah, um, i mean if I, you
0: saw the same like red truck at every trailhead that you were at like huh there's somebody <laughs> else somebody else doing this Yeah,
1: hey, you know uh that i should have thought of that no i don't think we noticed any any competition there's a there's it, as you probably know and i probably talked a lot of people like the guidebook authors are kind of a rare breed <laughs> you know you, you got to have a certain, yeah
0: yeah you certain i'm sure it's a small it's a small network of people that are uh working on that for sure so so doing that with your brother um yeah i mean obviously you guys must just just get along impeccably to be able to coordinate that much hiking and and now how many of these trips were they all overnight or most of them overnight
1: um yeah some of yeah we, we we strove really hard to try and uh make sure that there was a good mix of Stuff that people could just do as, as day hikes and also people that wanted to do like a five day backpack, they were able to do that. Um, that, that sort of access was, was important. So not all of them were overnights. We did probably more overnights than uh, someone might need to do to do all of these because we we're just trying to be efficient about. Getting the hikes in and not re- retracing our steps too many times, um, but you know we're family, so like anything else, uh, you know we get along quite well. But we can also get on each other's nerves, and um, <laughs> you know uh, have have disagreements about uh, how to do certain things when you put together or something like this. And you know, uh, but we normally yes, we, we get along. We get along great. We have a lot of similar views, and um, uh, we don't have a lot of uh, we don't have a lot of dissent and 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 fighting; otherwise, we would have just <laughs> the trail hours. We would have killed each other by now.
0: Oh man, I can only imagine. That's nuts. I that's a lot of that's a lot of work to to put into was to make sure it's it's with someone you enjoy. Now, man, that's just. I mean, the logistics involved, the coordination involved, the ability to stick with it, the stick to itiveness is unbelievable. Just looking at, I, I got. I guess I've never looked at a physical visual representation of all the individual trips within essentially a guidebook. You know what I mean? This ain't even all of them. I'm just, it just blowing my mind looking at this map. Um, And it just makes me, I mean, it makes me think like, okay, you probably got to some point where you thought I am so familiar with this place. Nothing surprises me. Um, But were there, were there surprises out there that, that, that were kind of once in a lifetime or, or, Really, really rare that happened despite going out there so many times to the same area?
1: Well, uh, it, it, uh, there's basically only two major um, sort of environments that you can get into. What side of the mountains you're on? Yeah. Uh, one side's a little drier, one side's a little wetter. Um, so, in terms of getting out there and experiencing it, you know, there weren't a lot of surprises after a certain point. But that said, the surprising thing, I, I always t- have <laughs> always came about was you would read about a, play, a destination beforehand and you would be prepared for what that destination was going to look like but invariably you would there were at least a handful of times when you would get there and go uh, everything that was described to me this just did no justice to what this looks like <laughs> right you know um and there's a seasonality to it so uh, a lot of these places mo- most people experience in the summer because you know First of all, it's easier hiking season. And second of all, um, you know, most people just aren't in the mood to go out and, and take a fall. Ugh. Some of these landscapes in like late fall are just, they're gorgeous on a whole different level. Like there's so much color uh, painted against a bleak landscape. Where the, So specifically uh, there's larches that grow in, in a lot of Enchantment area or in sort of nearby areas of the Alpine Lakes Wilderness, and it's it's stunning. They they turn this bright yellow and and, uh, light orange colors, and they the snows usually are are you know you got patches of snow on the ground. You've got just a whole visual range, just a panorama of like slate gray granite, almost maybe some patches of heather, a little bit of green here and there, but it. All, taken all together, it, it's—I mean—it it, it is truly surprisingly stunning. Like you, you—it it jars you that you're just not expecting it. Uh, uh, one that's one hike that's in the book that that I definitely experienced that was uh, our hike up to Larch Lake. Because you go through this. I mean, when you finally get to it, it's an overnight to to even get to it. But you, you as you get to the final approach, you go through this um, sort of a little bit of a valley. And that valley in the in the fall, just all the foliage changes to a dark red. So you're in this red, reddish kind of brownish area. There's a creek running through it, and you sort of emerge from that up onto a plateau into this bowl of of just bare granite and golden larches. And you know there's a just you know this nice lake uh, put up there, but just to kind of center around everything. And, you, and in that moment, you're like, "Oh, I see why they call this large lake now because it, it's such they're such the star of, of that little that little bowl.
0: Athletic brewing is pioneering non-alcoholic craft beer yeah i said non-alcoholic craft beer and there's a number of reasons you might want to do that whether you're training for an event which a lot of our listeners are or you know if you if you're babysitting and don't want to be drunk in case something happens i mean stuff happens but you still want to sit down and enjoy the game and have a beer this is an incredible option for a full flavored full bodied beer each can is only 50 to 70 calories with ipa golden ales stouts and tons of seasonal offerings Athletic Brewing is a great option if you want that craft brewery taste, uh, but not deal with the effects of alcohol itself. Uh, if you'd like to save 15% on your first order, go to athleticbrewing.com and use the code ADVENTURE at checkout. And, and I'm not super familiar with those trees, but they do change with the seasons, don't they?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, usually they're, usually they're you know green and normal and you wouldn't notice, uh, I'm, you know, like most evergreens, they don't change color. And so these, you know, it's, it's a little rare for us to have something like that in this area. And while lots of people are aware of it, um, it's not something that a lot tons of people have, have seen. And it's something that we kind of have, try to encourage people to go out, even when there's like snow on the ground and you know, it's cold in like mid-October, but it's it's worth you know the big snows haven't come yet you can still get up to these
0: places. Yeah, it's like a typical forest pine or fir that's golden as an aspen is. It's unbelievable. That's that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've never seen that. So I would I would love to. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah. So you, so obviously some of these places were experienced um, at different times of the year, like you just said. Now, but you said the whole project took close to ten years. No, the hiking. What the the project for the book. Yeah, the book itself, or, or gaining the knowledge. The book,
1: the book is more of a four and a half year project. Okay. Although technically, with, there's probably a couple of hikes in there. We started earlier than that, but that the what you're looking at on online that that really started um, a little over ten years
0: ago. You know, over the course of the last decade, going to that area and knowing that area so well, have you seen a lot of change going on in access to it and popularity?
1: Um, I would say, yeah, actually, absolutely. Uh, a part of that is uh, anybody who watches the news, Seattle's just kind of exploded in the last, really more of the last five, six years, but yeah. over the last ten years, it's really exploded. We've had a huge amount of population influx, and as a result of that, you know, a lot of that influx is is are people that want access to the outdoors there, or that's certainly a driver for them. They're excited about it, and they want to take advantage of it. So ten years ago, these trails were some of these trailheads were already popular, but it's just exponentially more popular at this point. There's you know trailheads are having a really hard time coping. Um, The 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 Forest Service, the and on you know the uh, the state on the state level, those departments um, like DNR Department of Natural Resources. And um, some other even county level stuff are all they're they're working really hard to try and expand trailheads and and um, expand access. And one of the one of the missions I don't want to say mission probably a little that's a little too buzzwordy. But one of our goals at least uh, in doing a, a, a guide like this and doing that project you're looking at hiking with my brother is to really kind of highlight alternatives because there's as as you're seeing there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hikes you can do. And there are a handful that are just out of control popular. And if we could just get some of those people, just wa- raise awareness of some alternatives that really aren't that much more difficult, or not much more, that are, are just as easy to access, that are just as, as uh, they're just as interesting and engaging, in and if not more. If we're just trying to get that awareness out there, so that people can kind of disperse from from trailheads that are just literally being choked. Like trails are just choked <laughs> in some of these places on a weekend, you know, it, it, it's so much that it discourages people from going, which is the opposite of what we want. We want, we want people out on those trails and, and, and really taking advantage of some of the natural beauty we have and, um, really enjoying and, and therefore supporting, um, you know, a passion of one of my passions and a passion for, you know, almost anybody who lives out
0: here. You know, I'm scrolling through Instagram. I see a lot of things tagged and that area is often featured and uh oh yeah
1: more and more so well,
0: i've noticed in the last few years for sure
1: yeah well and I, you know it's if there's any place that's you know instagrammable uh it's the alpine lakes wilderness like it's easily accessible and it's you know it's endless endless opportunities for amazing dogs
0: hey, i'm trying to think what that lake is i think it's called i'm looking it up now Colchuck lake maybe
1: oh yeah Colchuck. Um,
0: yeah, that's yeah. I, that's the one I just constantly see, and I just think, because yeah. I know the places here that look like that and that look just that amazing. And when you go, it's like, holy cow, there's a lot of people here that are not in those yeah. pictures. You know what I'm saying? They, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's deceiving. So, you know, when you turn around from that picture, there's just a trampled, trampled shoreline, trash, um, overused trails, and, and just tons and tons of people doing a lot of things they shouldn't be but it it is uh it's definitely getting you know getting more and more popular and it's going to continue yeah. to but you can understand why when you see it you know it's not a surprise oh yeah
1: yeah well <laughs> but, yeah Colchuck has that has that you know that has that silt it has a it's at the bottom of glaciers, so it has that that glacial silt that gives it a more of a uh, aquamarine greenish wow. hue to it that is that really makes it pop. And thankfully, that one's in um, in the enchantments um, sort of enchantment zone. So there's a core part of the Alpine Lakes Wilderness that is incredibly popular and it's almost the iconic part of it They're called the Enchantments. Colchuk Lakes, it's um, just at the in a in a zone that you need a, a you actually have to have a permit to spend the to spend the night there, and it's popular because, you, you aside from its beauty that you already see, but it's popular because you can use you can climb up the pass there. It's called Asgard Pass. Pop up into the Upper Enchantment Lakes Basin, which is just a, a moonscape of uh, alpine uh, alpine lakes and rubble and starkness and awesomeness with great sprawling views and all that. So there are a lot of people go up there, but th- there is um, there is some control on it. Um, so it's much. It's not as bad
0: as it could be. You know, I'm looking at a map of this area and gosh, there's so many lakes. It is awesome. So <laughs> yeah, it's I, absurd. I guess that's why it's literally named Alpine Lakes. Yeah. Um, so, so you know, you shared one story of, of the Lark Lake where uh, just a super memorable night. Is there anything else, any other night or, or, or day or an experience that just sticks out to you? That's like something you'll
1: never forget about
0: this experience?
1: Ah, oh, wow! You know, I, I, there's so many. <laughs> Depends on what kind of experience you want. Yeah. There's certainly, uh, you know, we we certainly had some miserable experiences. uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh that's, that's part of part of doing. Uh, you know, if you're gonna do absolutely everything, it means you're you're gonna do the the rough stuff, and you're gonna do the stuff that, and you're gonna have to do it on a timeline that that isn't perhaps uh, the the best. So there's certainly those type of experiences where it was just a slog. And, you know, we couldn't believe that uh, we were put ourselves in the situation. Um, and there's there's other um, there's other experiences that are you you, you kind of can't believe that you're lucky enough to be there. So like a hike up to, you know, it's almost trite. A hike up to Tuck and Robin Lakes was, you know, they, they call it the, the little enchantment because it has a similar um has a similar feel to it. So you you get all the way up there, and it's it's a it's a slog. It is a tough climb, but it's very very popular. Uh, so you know you got plenty of company along the way to encourage you or to compete with as you're climbing up the way. Uh, there is and you know but you'll get up there and it, it was great for us because we got up there. We got there with a little ahead of, of most of the crowd, so we could find a, a spot. <laughs> you know, and there's just you get up there and it's like, you are seeing the movie like I think it's called Funny Farm Chevy Chase. Or he's trying to sell the house and mm-hmm. you know, the, whole neighborhood, the whole neighborhood is like conspiring to make it seem great, and like releasing little animals. It was like that because we got up there and there's like literally just like, <laughs> little, some goats wandering by and, you know, it's just pristine. The sun comes out, bluebird skies, goats uh, climbing up a little a glacier. We camp like on a ridge overlooking like three lakes and you can see, uh, uh, you know, Mount you know, Daniels right there and it, it feels like it's just – Few hundred feet away, snow capped glaciated mountain, and uh, you're just like, really, really, we're right here. Uh, okay, I guess, I guess we're, I guess we're, this is fine. Sure, yeah, this is all right. That's funny. Uh, and uh, well, at least you know. And then, then the sun goes down, and we're just eaten alive by mosquitoes. We're like, okay, this is right. Okay, this is better. <laughs> this is what we expect. This, uh, there, there's the punchline. Got it.
0: It is funny how things just line up and seem like it's not even real. I, that happened with me in Yosemite last year. Just everything was perfect. And you just think, okay, something's going to give. Cause, cause there one more amazing <laughs> thing no can't be added to this, to this bowl of ingredients that is just overflowing with amazement. And so, yeah, I know I totally get the feeling it's almost bittersweet. Like this moment's so perfect, but you know, it's not going to last very long and something's going to give, but, this shouldn't be happening so perfectly like this. It's, it's almost yeah, like it's manufactured, not. but that's yeah. really cool, man. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, that's cool. There's other experiences like we'll, we'll try and because, you know, you're trying to do a guidebook, right? You
0: gotta, you want to, you need to do the trails. True. Yeah. You've got trail a, trailhead. you've got a diff, totally different mindset than most people just out there enjoying it. You got to think about mileage and elevation and, and
1: yeah. And how water and do sources, this, probably, and, like, yeah, yeah does it make, does it make sense? And so there's, there's, you know, there's stuff that's not in the book we just couldn't put in there, but it made sense for us to do, to try and um, connect two different trails and try and like be uh, uh, maximize our, our time. So there's certainly experiences in which uh, there's decommissioned trails that are on like uh, you know, USGS maps that you could, okay, well, in 1960, there was a trail between these two things. Maybe we should check that out and that will connect us over to this place instead of us having to go 10 miles out of our way. And I had very memorable experiences of just, you know, there's no trail on the GPS. There's no, we just have a, a, a very outdated map and some vague trail markers, just trying to be like, okay, we can do this. This is fine. We got this. We're good. We're good. And, you know, I, I'll never forget those experience because they can be frustrating and you can get turned around. And you know we have a huge amount of experience in the trail, and we have have you know, the equipment to do it to be that we felt that we were safe about it. But it's also one of those experiences like you'll never forget, like going, are, is this, this is there still a trail here, or did we are we following a game trail? And uh, so you know you can't put that stuff. We wouldn't put that in the book, but it's also right, the right, adventurous stuff that we did. Like okay, we're we're gonna make this work by following uh, what it clearly is seventy year old trailblazers that are just scarred into trees and, Wow! Uh, yeah so it was that was really cool that was really it was really fun to do and to uh, you, know, you know you mentioned earlier oh you might get you might get a little bit bored it's like well we found ways to keep it to keep it super interesting and engaging for ourselves
0: that's awesome man did, yeah, did you find anything really unexpected out there like just a random i don't know car chassis or something just like how the heck did this get here
1: <laughs> um actually there is one hike in there where i, I did find Wait, literally Say so it's only because you prompted me that I remembered this. I literally found like a, a car chassis I, I, in the most oh, unexpected place. I don't know. They just
0: seem to be out there, and
1: they, I guess they're pretty resilient, so it sticks out. Right, so
0: it's a thing. But it,
1: <laughs> you know, it's it was uh, Granite Lakes, and it just had no no business. It's it wasn't like a truck. <laughs> it had no business being there, and it was, uh, you know, it it was like a streetcar. And it um weird. I'm just getting it right here. Uh I think I have it in here. No, I don't think I do. But it it's it was like a studebaker or something that is on the other side of this creek. There's no bridge, there's no road, it was on an abandoned trail up to a mine that we wanted to check out. (laughs) Where's what is this? Why is this here? There's gotta be some amazing story about how this thing ended up in a place that it should not be. Like we can't even figure out – I mean, there must have been a bridge there at some point. We can't figure out how how the thing would have made it up as high as it did.
0: Like a group of people just carried it up there.
1: <laughs> I know, right? There's, there's probably <laughs> a super people interesting off. story. <laughs> a super interesting story there. And I don't know. There's, there's a lot of – this area is full of – you know it's full of history like that. And that's one of the things about the book that, that I personally like to bring to it. So when you read the, when you read these hikes, there's a little bit of history in all of them because it's in my blood to, to want to know why a trail is there or to explain why you're going to see what you're going to see. So uh, this area, ton of, ton of timber. Uh, the yeah, timber industry was there. They laid down railroad tracks. They stripped the sides of the hills. They, um, they, they trailed out to lakes to try and get water for, for their camps. There's also a ton of mining. Uh, there's a lot of, know everyone was trying to strike it rich back uh, in the late uh, 1800s early 1900s so they were out going out into the hills trying to find trying to find the el dorado and so there's a lot of roads that were cut and you know there's a lot of places where there's water there's often uh, mineralization that, that could be valuable and you can extract it so there's a lot of these there's stories behind all this stuff and you'll get up to a little bit of lake You'll, you'll climb up to a lake and you're like, I feel like no one has ever been here before. And then you'll look behind a rock and there's like a tunnel that drills into the mountainside like 15 feet and a couple of old like, you know, like metal piece of rebar or piles of of, of raw ore that got piled up somewhere. And you're just like, oh, OK, well, I'm not the first person here, but, you know, they've cleaned it up real nice.
0: <laughs> Time, man. Time will take it still. There's probably some like uh, camp there. Back in the day, yeah. there was like a couple hundred people living, you know, it's, it is funny, man. You know, there's tons of abandoned mines out here too. I think they, I think they estimate some ridiculous number around the country of abandoned mines. And I remember just yeah. being out in the mountains one day, sit, thinking the same thing. Like, man, they're, they're, I, they're off trail in this super desolate range. And there was an entirely intact of uh, mining operation from that's been decommissioned for like 80 years. And it had just been it just <laughs> sitting out there. There was a little graffiti, but it was mostly intact. And I was like, how the, I mean, there's just nowhere you can go that someone hasn't been, you know, around <laughs> here. Jeez.
1: But There's something also kind of fun about that feeling. Like, oh, I finally made it and they you turn to the corner. And it's like, Oh, someone else not only made it here, but they, they lived here. They were, they were established here. Yeah, to,
0: they were like making know, a living here. Today.
1: <laughs> yeah. But it's also it's it's worth noting that like now it feels remote and desolate and no one can get there and, and within a relatively geologically speaking relatively short time period and that's kind of that's kind of nice to see you're like oh yeah eh, it's recovered all right that's nice
0: yeah I think John Muir said something about that what is it you know uh, there's no scar the earth can't heal something along those yeah. lines
1: yeah that that oddly he said it much more eloquently than I could who knew.
0: Yeah, same here. <laughs> I I didn't uh I, I just butchered it, but uh I also know he didn't like to write, so any words that he put together were were pain painful to him a little bit. But uh you and your brother are absolutely probably considered you know the experts on this area do you know what's next for you guys are you guys you know starting to spread slowly in a different direction or you think you're just gonna oh. maybe double the hikes up or, or just totally <laughs> jump into a new a new place like taking it to the ocean now you're gonna do kayaking routes
1: uh we are working there we have another book with the mountaineers that we're currently oh working cool on that has um that is a slightly different um sort of approach uh it's not a particular area it's statewide and it's it's really looking more at like nature and wildflowers and that that sort of stuff like where can you go to um to kind of enjoy just the the plant aspect of it so we're not botanists we're not like writing a book that is like a, a field guide for identifying every plant under the sun it's more of a of a you know, do you like do you like flowers? Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> so do we. And it's nice to have a little bit of color on the trail, and it's a good time of year to hike. And because um, the thing about that is, it's not it's not summer. It's it's earlier, and um, so they tend to be hikes that are a little bit lower elevation, and um, there may be. And I that's what we bring to the table every time is we always try and, and bring trails and trailheads that um, are really underutilized and. Uh, You know not hidden not unknown but um but definitely underused so we're trying to bring that you know okay well there's okay there's the popular ones you probably know about those. how about you know we'll we'll include some of those but also here's a here's a selection of ones that you might not have tried before and you might not have heard of before and you're not going to find a lot of you're not going to find a lot about them so you know check out our guide or check out our website so you can you you know try something new so that's that's what we're working on next and then after that we have some ideas that we're working on that we're, just sort of, we're still sort of discussing. But I, I I think we're, yeah, they're too far out. They're too, uh, too tenuous at this point.
0: This episode is also sponsored by CS Instant Coffee, 100% Arabica coffee with compostable packaging. And you can find them at csinstant.coffee and use Adventure at checkout for 20% off. Another another ten years away. Still, you got to write a book on flowers. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) No, that's really cool. You know, I've I've realized, you know, when someone like you and your brother take on a project like this, it it inevitably leads to something else in a different direction that you maybe didn't know beforehand. Um, Example that we had a guy write a book. We just had him on the show. He wrote a book about making his own through hiking route. And that inevitably led him into this curiosity into why things are named what they are out out in the wilderness and in cities. Yeah. And so he wrote an entire book naming thousands of or or telling the story behind thousands of of uh, natural I don't even know, landmarks. Why they're named? Why the lake is called this? Why this street is yeah. called this? Why this you know area is called this? And who did this? And and it just became a passion for him that you know, he didn't know he had originally.
1: Yeah. And I, I feel him on that. I, the, like one thing that this, that the book does this, the one I wrote does is there's a whole section in the back on just why different lakes are named with their names. Oh, perfect. Because I can't, I can't, I can't not, <laughs> I have to know. You have to <laughs> right? know. So yeah. Uh, well, you well, can't always find you know,
0: it. That's crazy, man. So, so were those, was that more difficult at times trying to find why?
1: Oh yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. It takes a lot of, But it takes a lot of research. Um and sometimes, but sometimes it's easier than others. And thankfully, uh, because it's such a defined area, um, once you kind of know where the strings are for some, you can go back to them and go like this is probably like this one. So you kind of know where to look after a little while, but the initial lift is it was pretty hard to kind of like, okay, well let's try and piece this together. What what happened? Because they're all named, you know, a hundred plus years ago. You kind of like, okay, wow. well, where's the records for this? What is it? And it wasn't super important to people at the time to sort of like write down exactly why they were doing what they were doing. So, um, I, you know, you got to, it's funny that you mentioned it. I was like, that's a nice segue. Thank you. Uh, that you talked about place names. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's, it's a little bit of a list, but it's also it's super interesting. And once you, oftentimes, once you know why something was named, the reason that it was named a lake is named this uh then you can go oh okay i see that's probably related to why the trail was made and then you can go work backwards from there to tell the story of you know that i maybe it's just me and but i, I like knowing you know when i'm standing in a place i'm not the first person there there was trail follow the trail but there was probably a reason that this trail got uh, trail got made and it's it, that context like sort of that spans back through, you know, decades and decades into the past, that context is, I think makes for a richer hiking experience. You know, I think, mm. it, you know, that connecting you, yourself to a community of hikers uh, that legacy is, you know, it, it's a little bit, you get a little bit more of a meaning behind it. And, you know, maybe, like I said, maybe it's just me, but I, I like to think that it's, it's just a, a fun way to really ground yourself to the trail
0: yeah no, that's interesting. It's an it's a different layer to view it through, almost like adding a little more vividness, a little more, you know, beauty to the area, a little more understanding. Um, wow! And then, then, yeah, you definitely, you you really feel like you know the place then, rather than just visiting. You know what I'm saying?
1: Exactly. And and you the more understanding you have, the more the, the more you can kind of connect with the land and connect with the with the, the legacy of why it's there, and it's also Sometimes incredibly insightful. There's places in the enchantment that people find, you know, are think about the stunning natural beauty, the natural beauty of it. They're like, oh, this is amazing. This is fantastic. And you know, not to ruin it, but there's, you know, the reservoirs. They're, you know, back, they're 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 there. They're in way they Look, they're not man, but they kind of. They're they definitely they are tapped for irrigation. Um, so lakes were there, but the level of the lake, oh, what's exposed, and um, what's there. There are certain lakes that are that are manipulated. They're not pristine wilderness because they were done before it became wilderness. So not pristine wilderness. And like knowing that, it it, it puts what you're looking at into into context. And you know, Kolchak Lake that we were talking about. There's a dam on it. There's there's a dam that can lower it and and feed water into the to the irrigation. It's very difficult to get to, and no one really paid attention to it. But it's there, and you know, knowing that and knowing that choices, you know, there were cho- not only were there choices made to to make it into a, some water supply, but then there was further choices made to maybe let's not do that so much, and and that the the, the route that was taken between the people that initially tapped it to the wilderness designation to the decisions that are going on right now as to whether or not to repair the dam. So it's more useful. Like that, that's an interesting story to me. And you put that in the backdrop of truly stunning natural beauty. And um, like I said, it's a lot more engaging.
0: Yeah. I had no idea, but I, you know, it doesn't surprise me at all now that you mentioned that. I mean, I know plenty of lakes here, plenty of the most beautiful, scenic, iconic scenery here is uh, unnatural in a lot of ways the scenery isn't and the the water's real but the way the way yeah. it's sitting there is definitely it's been altered from what it naturally is supposed to be um which does make you look at it in a different way um still beautiful but i don't know It's it's uh, there's other places that aren't and
1: uh yeah what does that mean to you and how does that work yeah it, it's that's uh that's I, I don't know It's a, it's an interesting way of Anyway, I don't want to harp on it too much.
0: No, but I actually got a sort question. Of like, what about, I'm super into. No, that's great, and, and and I was going to ask you, you know, how much time away? You know, I'd say percentage wise, if when you're not working, when you're not maybe um, dealing with some of your other obligations, how much time are you spending on this project, or were you spending on this
1: project? Um, let's see. Like your free uh, time, I guess. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been, it's definitely been a spectrum of stuff. So, uh, we have, we have dialed back our, uh, the amount we're doing simply because, uh, with this book and with the intensity of trying to do this particular area, uh, there was a bit of, there was a little, we had a little burnout. So we needed to take some time back, but I would say the overarching period of time, this last decade, we were, you know, 10% of our time was spent, you know, you add it all up was every single weekend. That was just just for the hiking, and then in addition to that, there's all the production of it. So writing it, researching it, putting the maps together, you know, tracing the GPS tracks, transposing them, then like then like taking all that data and putting it into the various online platforms that we had. That was just the, that's just the hiking with my brother stuff. And then the at a certain point, we were writing books. This is our second book. Um, we were writing books, and that has its own. Layer of uh, time commitment. There's more exacting standards. There's editing. There's rounds of, of research. There's you know photo curation. All all sorts of additional time stuck on it. And that you know ten percent doesn't sound like a lot until you to, until you devote ten percent of your life. And then uh, yeah, it, I was think about think about your week. Okay. What if what if you had what if you only had what if your what if your work the amount of week you had was just six days. And you just okay. didn't have that seventh day because you've debated, d- devoted that entire seventh day to, to all of, to, to just hiking, to, to doing this. And you didn't have that available for anything else. And I realized that that doesn't equal 10%, but you no, know, we, we right, didn't right. devote the entire day. We still slept and ate and there was some, you know, waking up and you know, right, right, right. But, but yeah, um,
0: 10% of your total yeah, today,
1: you, you sort of, uh, it doesn't sound like a lot until you realize that, oh, it should be ten percent of my waking time. Um, wow! You know, it it it, it could be very consuming, but it's also it's easy to devote a, a ton of time to something that you're ex, you're super excited about doing. Yes, uh, I, yeah. And, okay. you, and there's all sorts of mental gymnastics you can go through to 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 justify that to to not only yourself but also to you know uh, your family. It's like, hey, I'm getting a ton of exercise. I'm staying fit. Hey, I'm I am exploring natural spaces. Hey, look at, I am able to, to produce something. Hey, this is, you know, there's a lot of, there's a, there's a lot of justification for it, but it was also pretty awesome to go out with your brother for three days and, 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 and some <laughs> truly awesome. <laughs> awesome stuff That's really
0: out. cool. Definitely really cool. And I, and I want to say like, you know, that, that is a lot of time, but that, I think that is something, I think we're all spending probably that much time doing something, and for most people, yeah. I guarantee it's not something they want to do nearly as much as something this then this interesting and this uh, enjoyable and um, rewarding. So you know, I, I probably spend ten percent of my time just goofing off or scrolling through the <laughs> internet, just yeah. wasting time. To be honest, yeah, yeah. And I wanted to say, uh, that you know, they're in this world of just gosh of, of bumblebee kind of or or honeybee kind of experiences where you're jumping from flower to flower to flower to location to location to location to be able to to devote to something so so detailed and so uh, uh holy to to be able to write a book about it and for a decade to be able to commit to one area one thing man that's got to have its own just layers and layers of rewarding feelings that you just can't experience otherwise, because I don't think I've ever devoted myself to an area that much for that long. Um, and to understand it that deeply, that's just gotta be, I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of rare nowadays and becoming more and more rare.
1: Yeah, it might. I mean, it might be, uh, it's hard for me to know. I I mean, obviously there's not a ton of guidebook offers out there, but there's certainly enthusiasts that are doing that do that, do that sort of thing. It reminds me actually of, uh, of uh of a story uh, about the enchantments which i know i i'm just talking about them all the time but they're they're really sort of the crown jewel so yeah yeah
0: definitely feel free um
1: yeah it's not about it's not my story It's, it's somebody else's story it's um this couple who uh who started they sort of they didn't discover the enchantments but they really popularized them they they uh They did a ton of work, and I'm right now. I want to make sure I get their names right, so I'm going to just make sure that I. Yeah, no um, worries. And you'll see once once I once I tell you their name, you'll you'll know why I'm 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 dithering on it and making sure that I get it correct because they, it's a popular (laughs) it's a popular last surname. I want to make sure that I have it correct. It's the yeah, I was right. So it's Bill and Peggy Stark. So the It's just you know, whether whether you're a Game of Thrones or you're thinking about Iron Man, you know, Stark comes up a lot. Right. Um, right. So Bill and Peggy Stark, you know, I want to make sure I got it right. (laughs) I didn't actually say the wrong one because I've heard those that those because of those little cultural touch points. They started in the 1950s. They they went up to the enchantment and they were so enchanted by them. uh, No pun intended that they went back every year for close to 50 years. That is what they did. They named some of the, a ton of the naming up there is named for just by them. They made, they made their own maps. They, they devoted themselves to popularizing and, and just boostering this area. And there, it is similar to what you're saying. Like this is, that became part of who they were. And we we owe a lot to you know the amount of effort that individuals, just a couple of individuals, who spend enormous amounts of time, devoting themselves to single subjects and getting that depth of knowledge and then then sharing that depth of knowledge and passion for it. Um, you know, uh, uh, the enchant the enchantments in the Alpine Lakes Wilderness wouldn't have wouldn't have It wouldn't have graduated into being the protected wilderness area they, it is today without the groundwork laid by people like Bill and Peggy Stark. And and then all the wilderness advocates that, that were inspired by their work to come to that area and also, you know, sort of catch the bug, um, and form in the 1960s the Alpine Lakes Protection Society and drive, drive uh, a movement that had to be done on a federal level. A huge movement, and that took an enormous amount of time to designate. It's one of the it's one of the earliest wilderness areas because they they literally made a book. Of, uh, uh, they did photography. They made a book. They put it on the president's desk to say, "Hey, you really really need to protect this. Look at this stuff." And uh, you know they they managed to make it happen. But without the without that initial groundwork of just a couple who got really, really, really into something, you know, we all get to enjoy stunning wilderness landscape that's preserved, protected. And um, the initial plans for how they were going to protect it looked nothing like what um, the Forest Service put out, some initial plans, like, okay, we'll protect it. And, you know, they protected basically nothing. Uh, so Dang. without that work, we wouldn't have what we have today. So when you're talking about that that passion, it's, it really I, I goes back to, you know, people that worked really hard get that's where we're at.
0: Yeah. And you look at any national park, any area, it, it usually started with the movement of a person or a small community or a group. Absolutely. That basically spurred on a movement that got the government's attention and then gave it into the hands of the power, only power that really has the ability to protect it on that level it led to what we are all able to experience now and what you've been able to do for the last decade. And, uh, and it, and it takes people like you as well to continue that because, you know, it, relatively speaking, these places geologically have been around. We, we, we have just shown up in the last, you know, millisecond of their existence. And <laughs> right. ho- however, the, uh, we can do more damage in that millisecond than millions of years of, of weathering can. It's incredible. Um, so it it does take it's still all so new in so many ways, relatively speaking, and and it's going to take just people to understand it and to love it and to, and to experience it first of all and experience it in appropriate ways and healthy ways and uh, to fall in love with it and to continue protecting it. It's not guaranteed, you know. So it it definitely takes more and more people loving it, really, really loving it. Yeah, and I think I that's more Is that you? spent so much time with your brother out there hiking that's pretty evident that you love it
1: yeah <laughs> yeah I'm a, I'm a bit of a fan
0: a bit of <laughs> <Just> a little <laughs> i really i really like this place you know i think i think i might write yeah. a book or something
1: <laughs> uh, maybe uh you know
0: <laughs> that's incredible man that's that's awesome so speaking of which um how can people find it and how can they buy it
1: oh sure uh you can uh it just hit the warehouse actually so um the Mountaineers just received it this week. So you can, it was available for pre-order. You can go on Amazon. You could go on, um, uh, you could go to the Mountaineers website. Um, there's a, there's a number of different ways that you can do it. Uh, that's, it's all digital. It's going to get to bookstores um, in, I don't know how, I, I assume the distribution. I'm not privy to the distribution of the, the physical books, but in, in major bookstores in Washington state, I mean, it, it's going to be at. I don't know if it's going to go any further than that. What kind of relationship the Mountaineers have with places like Colorado or California, which are, you know, they're far away, but, you know, for, for people that are really into this stuff, but, but, you know, anything in the West is, is not too absurd to have to maybe want to pick up a, a guide like this. So, um, but I, you know, the easiest thing is to go to the Mountaineers website. You can also go to our Facebook page. There's links there. Uh, you can go to HackingWithMyBrother.com. There's links there. Um, uh, the Facebook is just hikingwithmybrother. Hiking with my brother. Uh, with my brother. Um, so you can all, all of those places are easy ways to, you know, click and pick it up and have that, um, you know, have have a have a great guide. And I would say, you know, go and take a look at it, even if you're not thinking about buying it, because the pictures alone, you, <laughs> even the cover is it's pretty it is pretty uh pretty
0: amazing oh yeah you got to pick a good picture for the cover oh yeah it is it is pretty i'm looking at it right now it
1: is it is it is pretty and uh you know we yeah you know, my my brother went through and i i definitely took some of the photography but uh you know just a, a drop in the bucket compared to the, the thousands of pictures that we uh, we submitted to <laughs> we overwhelmed the mountaineers <laughs> with We're like okay whoa whoa you got a, you got a couple of pictures here. So they, yeah, they have, they have their own stories about how they had to struggle to find, to pick out. Like, okay, well, we, we got to pick out the best ones here. It's really hard to do. Um, you know, you, you always want to include as much as possible. They did a fantastic job. It. And you look at just the, just the photos that they chose and, and the way that they laid it out. It's, um, we're, we're, we're pretty proud of it, and uh, we're really happy with, with um, the care and just the. Uh, excitement that the mountaineers put into it they, they were really excited about this project and uh, really cheered us on and really did everything we could to, to make a really awesome product
0: awesome well I'm, I'm excited to uh get out there one day and explore that area because it's it's an area i have only seen very very just from the road honestly during a snowstorm so didn't see much yeah <laughs> yeah to get well back out there.
1: if you if yeah, definitely, uh, you know, ping me if you're, if you're going to do it and I'll I'll give you some recommendations.
0: Well, I appreciate you so much coming on and telling us about this. It's rare that we get to talk to somebody who's so experienced in one area. So it's, uh, just a totally different level of understanding than, you know, someone doing a through hike, for instance, um, that just sees places in passing. So this is, this is neat and this is awesome. So thank you.
1: Well, thank you. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk about it. Like, you know, (laughs) have all this knowledge and, I just want to share it. Yeah. So yeah, I'll talk about it as much as you want, (laughs) perhaps too much.
0: In all your free time, 10% of it at least. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) All right, man. Well, yeah, we'll have a great weekend and uh, thank you so much again. This was awesome. Uh, Anytime. Thanks. All right. Yes, sir. All right. See you, Nathan. Well, first of all, thank you so much for listening to this episode. It really means the world to us that you want to spend your time with us. If you'd like to help us further, please just leave us a review on iTunes. Share us on social media. Tell your friends about us. You can become a patron, a supporter of the show for $5 a month at patreon.com slash adventure sports podcast. And if you know somebody that would make a good guest, reach out. We're always looking for good adventure and outdoor stories and lastly thank you to our sponsors whose messages follow right now athletic brewing makes the best non-alcoholic craft beer go to their website at athleticbrewing.com and use the code in our show notes to save 15 percent on your first order after all this adventure talk if you're needing some gear yourself but you need some advice before buying Go to backpacktribe.com where you can ask questions to the owners who have experience with all the gear as well as all of it for sale right there on their website.